Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Sunday to Sunday. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Infilancy, and around this table we have with us today, Rebecca Sargent. Hey, hey! <sighs> Stephanie Nobles. Hey! Wow! <laughs> and Pastor Anthony Braswell. What's going on? Hey! To give a shout out to all the people listening from Cambodia. Yes. Yay! Yes. 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 around the world. That is right. Cambodia. Twenty percent of our listenership is from Cambodia. That's awesome. We want to camp. Hey, if you're in Cambodia, listening to this right now, please send us an email, Pastor Anthony at discovernorthpark.com. I want to know who you are. Yay. I want to get to know you. Woo-hoo. I have friends in Cambodia. <laughs> Reaching the world. We're gonna have a debate about. Who has the best fast food French fries? That's a big thing. Who has the best fast food French fries? That is tough. I have have some qualifiers. Um, Okay. Okay, so consistency-wise, like they're always good. This is crazy. So I never had Popeyes until last year. You heard of Popeyes? I never had it. And you ever heard of Popeyes? <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's a Rush Hour 2 reference. Oh. I don't remember that like you do. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, but Popeyes fries are good every... You just called me the <laughs> the world? We've got to start this over. <laughs> no, leave it on. Okay. So Popeyes consistently good every single time. Have you they had have their that chicken seasoning. sandwich? I did finally try. It was all right. I still haven't had it. It was all right. Sorry. Popeyes <laughs> makes me mad because their biscuits are too small. They are, but those fries yeah. make up for it. They do. They do. Well, there's like? a place they here. Like shoestring? They like steak fries? I can't. They're remember. They're not steak fries. Um, they're like McDonald's size fries, but they have a um, like a seasoning breading mm. on the outside. It's crispy. So let me. Okay. Let, this is my all-time favorite French fry. There's a place here in Raleigh, and I actually don't know if it's a franchise or not, but Backyard Burger oh, is yeah. over there mm-hmm. off of Leesville mm-hmm. in Strickland. They have the best fries. So they make fries that are maybe like Bojangle size, not. I don't know, not quite steak fries, but the seasoning on them is like that of an Arby's curly fry. Oh, wow. And they make them fresh every time you order them, and they're oh. so good. I will literally drive out of my way sometimes to go get them. That's amazing. And mm. you just said Bojangles. Can you get better than a Bojangles fry? It's hard. They're not always consistent with their seasoning salt proportions. I agree with that, because if it's got too much seasoning on it, it's. I would almost like rather say, don't put the seasoning on it, let, let me, me do, do it. it. Yes, exactly. yes. Because they only hit the ones that are showing out of the package, and so all the ones that you eat last are bare. And then you just got to drop potato. Or it's the opposite. Because I've had it where it's so much, by the time I get to the Uh, bottom, I can't can't eat it. It's It's just too much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's got to be in the middle. What about you? Arby's. Mm, Arby's is my favorite. See, you need to try Backyard Burger. Okay. (laughs) This is not an ad. (laughs) I like like Arby's, but I like the really curly ones. Like, it's just a... Yeah. You know the seasoning, the crispiness, <laughs> yeah. the creativity of the curly fry. It's just, and to me, it's always been consistent every time I get it. So yes. I love Arby fry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like a good shoestring fry, though, too. Like Steak and Shake? Shoestring? I haven't been to Steak and Shake. Oh, that's the only place I've ever had shoestring fries. Yeah. Do you know where the best fries I've ever had? Y'all might be too young, but for those of you who don't know us personally, we all have roots from. 
Kinston, North Carolina. Mm. What you hear in our voice is a lot of Kinston. Yes. <laughs> you can take the that. people out of Kinston. You can't take the Kinston out of the people. Yes. And and there was a place in the mall, Vernon Park Mall, back when it was open. <gasps> Stacy. Stacy. Best oh, fries. Those were shoestring fries. And they okay, had yes. and they had seasoning they on the great. shoestring you're fries. Right. You're Stacey's right. You're right. I forgot. Freddy's has shoestring fries like that, almost like Stacy's. Actually, oh, now gosh, that I think I about it, I haven't been there yet. Freddy's is good. They got a great burger too. Awesome. What yeah. do you think, Rebecca? Um, I gotta give a shout out to a Chick Fil A waffle fry. <gasps> oh, that's yeah. Yeah. a waffle fry. Is good contenders. I have a hard time comparing that to other fries, though. It's almost it's like, like it's a different own category. Own category. <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. I accept that. That is a very reasonable response. I also love Bojangles, Five Guys, any potato or where they leave the skin on the fry. Okay. Oh yeah, yes. like some it's pretty skin. legit. Mm-hmm. So, Five Guys is good. You're those right. are my things. All right, so I have a question. Let's take this a step further. The sauce that you put on a fry, and I'll even include chicken nuggets, okay? So are you okay? Like, let me give you, for instance, you get home, you've gotten takeout, you get home, you got Bojangles chicken tenders, and they didn't give you sauce. And so you go to the cabinet, and you have, like, some Chick-fil-A sauce left over from last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you going to use Chick-fil-A sauce on anything from Bojangles? Can you do that? Because I, I can't tell. No, no cross-contamination. Yes. Nope. Mm-hmm. Also, Seems I'm weird. weird. I don't use a lot of condiments, period. Mm-hmm. But, like, Bojangles chicken is, like, the only thing. The chicken tenders, I have to have honey mustard with it, or I can't eat them. Barbecue. But I've tried. But everything else, I don't I've really need I've tried to it. use, like, old McDonald's sauce. <laughs> On you know, and yeah, it's, it's not, not the, the same. same. You right. can't do it. It's like their their flavors yeah. are specifically designed yes. to go together. Okay, yes. let's yes. take it a next step. Are there wow. certain <laughs> foods we're taking you somewhere? I've today, never gone to We're taking you somewhere. <laughs> Can you? So I like Diet Coke. Right. All right, Coke products. Are there certain foods that need certain beverages? One hundred percent. One hundred. Like if you're having a cheeseburger or a hamburger or a hot dog or pizza. You need a soda. Yes. Yes. You, you need a Coke Mexican product. food. Something to oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. I also like it with Chinese. Yes. I just realized <laughs> I don't know if I ever drink water. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to eat a salad. End of sentence. No. I don't want to eat a salad and drink a beverage. Like, right. I want water. Oh, you're salad. right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you have Agreed. something like super. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want soda with that. Okay, let's take it a step further. No. <laughs> in the food, in the food store. Wow, I've man, never... I have everyone is super hungry this yes. morning, and you all go get French fries at Backyard Burger. Their their sales go up today. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Brought to you by Sunday to Sunday. <laughs> awesome. This past Sunday, we started a new sermon series called Relationship Goals. Pastor, you focused on what we try to say frequently at North Park: life change happens in the context. Of meaningful relationships. You made a lot of great points, but there's one that I want to hone in on for today, and you talked about vulnerability. Okay. Um, and I think it's hard sometimes for people to pursue relationships because, like you were talking about, they don't want to let their guard down. They don't want to have people have access to their lives and their hearts because they've been hurt before or, or whatnot. But like you also said, relationships don't just happen. It's a choice. So you can't just see the benefit in meaningful relationships, but then not pursue them. So what I would ask today is what would you say to those listening that may see the hope and benefit of meaningful relationships but struggle to take that first step in building them? It's trust. And trust is so difficult because, you know, once it's been taken from you, it's, it's really hard to regain it back. 
The reality is, however, I can't have a deep, meaningful relationship if I'm not willing to let my guard down. Mm. And if I can let my guard down, then I can enter into a, a very meaningful relationship. But the reality is I'm also open myself up to the possibility of being hurt again. And I would rather open myself up to that possibility because if I don't, I'll never have deep, meaningful relationships. They're always going to be, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep. What about you guys? Mm. I don't know. I just really believe that anything worth doing is worth doing well and putting the work in to get there and all the best things in life. You know, obviously, our relationship with Lord Salvation is free to us. Not There was a price paid for that. You know, even then, following Jesus is you got to put in the work after after the part where you say yes to following him. And when you put in the work is where you really get to experience that deep, meaningful relationship with him. It's the same way with people. Um, and yeah, that they're going to hurt you and let you down and not in a way that Jesus would because he can't. But um, it's worth it. It's worth it to, to experience the, the purest joys in life, the deepest kinds of love, the deepest kinds of friendship, like all that kind of stuff. It's to put in that work and... You know, maybe it does hurt a little bit along the way, but the the joy kind of outweighs the hurt mm. in the end. Yeah, it does. Completely agree with what Steph said. And, you know, and just everybody's shared around this table. I think that um, vulnerability is, is hard because it's you don't want to expose yourself to getting hurt, right? I remember when Grayson, my husband, and I were first kind of spending time together and um, before we started dating, dating, we were just kind of getting to know each other. And um, I remember one night we had just kind of been hanging out and talking. And he was like, do you ever just take that wall down? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. I don't like to be, you know, yeah. called out like that. But, I mean, he wanted to get to know me. And I was, you know. Okay, not- let's talk about your relationships. Your relationship Whoa, all with of them? G. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, why did you have your wall up? Was it because you didn't want him to hurt you, or was it because you were afraid of being exposed and maybe he wouldn't like what he saw? Because I think there's two different reasons there. I think some of us we're not vulnerable because we don't want to get hurt because we mm-hmm. have been in the mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. It's a protection thing. But I think sometimes we're afraid that if I let you see the real me, you might not like what you see. The second one, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. He, like, I say this all the time to everyone, you know, everyone's so sweet. and like, he's so lucky. I'm like, y'all, I am the lucky one. I really believe that with all of my heart. He is so amazing. And so I think that was part of it. You know, he's so smart. He's so driven. He was an athlete. Like, he just, all these wonderful qualities about him, just the kind, most kind heart. And I think you're absolutely right. It's the second one. I was afraid of letting him see too much of the real me before we established a relationship. I was like, I'm going to lock him in real quick, think I'm I'm awesome, and then bam, here's all the other stuff I forgot to show you. Well, the reality is everybody has things that are flaws or quirks or not so great, and and that's okay. You know, as long as we realize what those are, we try to make them right if they need to be made right. And if if there's nothing wrong with them that's just, like, quirky, then that's okay, too. Right. Like, we can accept each other just just how we are and, and for who we're meant to be. Mm. And you guys do that well. So thank you. congrats to you thank for you. being a great example thank for you. others. <laughs> Let me give you three words that I think are terrifying. Abandoned, judged, rejected. Yeah. I think those three words keep our guard up. 
because mm. I don't want to be abandoned. I don't want somebody to leave me. I don't want right. to. I don't want to be judged, and I don't want to be rejected. Right. Um, and so I'm not really worried about being hurt. Um, I got my breakup, Jan. End of the road. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to be abandoned? Who wants to be judged? Who wants to be rejected? If we let our guard down, you might see the real me and then not like what you see. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, with a friend or with a romantic relationship, if, if they don't like what they see and they're like, okay, well, I'm out, well, probably didn't want to pursue that relationship right. anyway in the grand scheme of things because mm-hmm. if, if somebody's not accepting you for who you are and okay, so let's follow the good, that. the bad, the ugly, then. Yeah. Let's follow that. So for all of our single friends that are listening to this podcast, when you're in a dating relationship, here's the danger. You don't show them the real you, mm-hmm. so they fall in love or they're mm-hmm. attracted with the to, version you try to be. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a fake version of who you are, and then so what do you do? You just have to be that for the rest of your life, or now you, now you surprise them. Yeah, <laughs> you show up with this other personality, they're like, "Who's this cat?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, gotta, I, don't I don't know who this girl is. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying that's easy, but. Yeah. I mean, maybe just like first date, just trip and fall right in front of them, see what happens, and then, <laughs> then you're then you're on the road. To Don't hide that snort in your lap. I <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the reason I love this sermon series is because you know the word tells us that the church is not the building; it's the people, and this focuses on us bettering ourselves in community and in relationship. So I'm excited that that we can talk about this because. In the church building, I think so many of us can come together and congregate. But like you said in that statistic, there's so many of us that feel like we're truly alone. That we there's there's I think you said 13% of people in that poll that you talked about felt like no one knew them truly. So it's yeah. important that we speak about relationships yeah. and, and how the to other further. statistic: 46% of people yeah. report feeling alone at some point. Right. Well, right. and I think that's a two-way street. Like we as Christians, whether we're on in our church buildings on Sunday mornings or outside, we have to meet people where they are Mm -hmm. and pursue relationship that way. But also from the other side of it, we have to let people see who we are, just like you were saying. And so it's a two way street. We, you know, we need to seek people out and then let people know us as well. The slant on what we're talking about sounds a lot like romantic relationships and friendships, but let's even look at it from the sense of coming into a church family, right? You come to a church family, and maybe you can be surrounded by people but feel alone. Uh, maybe you can come into a, a worship experience each week but feel like nobody knows you well. And I think the only way that you can truly have those relationships in a setting like that is joining a life group or joining a, a ministry team that you can serve. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just blowing in as service begins, and then as soon as the amen is said, you're back out the door. Or you got five minutes before, five minutes after, you're not going to develop deep, meaningful relationships right. that way. Right. So you're going to have to drop your guard enough, be vulnerable enough to put yourself in an environment like a, a ministry team to serve with or to uh, be in a life group where somebody knows your name and, and knows who you are. I, th- I think we have to take that step. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to continue discussing this this upcoming week in our uh, second week of this series. Uh, what are some What are some things we can look forward to? I'm really excited about 
this week, we're talking about conflict and how to deal with Ooh, conflict in the right way. This should be interesting. Yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. We we do this each year. I always take at least one week um, at the beginning of the year to talk about conflict because it's something we all deal with in every relationship. Yeah. And so, if you're in a married relationship, if you if you're dating, if you've got a friend, a coworker, uh, if there's someone that's just kind of difficult at times to deal with, we're going to talk about how to deal with conflict in a biblical way. We all know how to deal with conflict, <laughs> just not in a way that when the conflict is over, that the relationship is healthier instead yeah. of damaged. And I think it's important when we talk about the word conflict. Uh, I think we all go to like a negative, negative. place or kind mm-hmm. of an intense place. But conflict could just be like a minor disagreement too. Like maybe a coworker made a decision that you don't fully agree with or they did something a, a certain way or, or spoke some words in a tone that, you know, didn't sit well with you. And, and, you know, those things seem a little bit smaller, you know, whether that's your spouse, your family, people you work with, a neighbor, anybody you come in contact with. They seem a little bit smaller in the grand scheme of things but they need to be handled in the right way as well so they don't become a bigger more intense conflict and I think the things we're going to talk about this week are really going to help and it's going to be so practical it's going to be so extremely practical we're going to give you some tools that will help you that you can apply immediately I think it'll help your relationships all of them I'll give you a verse of scripture to look at so you can start kind of digging in a little bit before we even get there but we're going to be in James chapter 1 James. Ooh, James. James, yes. Do you know who's going to be so excited? Who? Miss Lottie. Yes. Miss Lottie likes that James. That is her book. James is her book. Oh. Miss Lottie's going to love it then. We're going to be right there in the book of James, chapter 1. So go ahead and dive in. There's some practical stuff there. And then we're just going to we're gonna dive in there. That's all the time we have for today. Just a reminder for our listeners, we release these episodes every Wednesday at noon. And we want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. So we are going to have a debate right before your very ears. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Go ahead. Audio jungle. <laughs> But it was in. All you gotta do is say boots and cats. Do it. Say it really fast. Boots and cats. Boots and cats. Boots and cats. I can back it. Do it. You do it. Oh god. That's why that was take one. For more information and links to resources mentioned in today's episode, visit NorthPartRDU.com and click on the podcast page. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes of Sunday to Sunday. Mm -hmm.